<laughs> and you're not going to know about it. No, I've learned that I'm still watching. Yeah, so you're I still watching? I, I learned... Uh, I know it's a recording, by the way. Yeah. I, 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 I learned this <laughs> from... What was it? Was it last episode or episode before last? When I'm getting ready to leave and we're talking about Aisha Diaz and I'm just like, wait a minute, is this thing still recording? You mean one of the baddest women on the planet, Aisha Diaz? <laughs> you mean the same Aisha Diaz I would drop almost anybody on this planet for without a without a second thought? Uh, I could be at my wedding and she called me and she like, yo, you got one night. And I'm like, yo, babe, I got to do this. <laughs> I want I want break I want to break our marriage and do it afterwards. So so how, so how about this? Uh, next week when we start our second podcast off the rails. Okay. How about you slide into them DMs and we see if you get a response. Well, we already know that's not going to happen until <laughs> we, that, that podcast goes off. <laughs> but from the looks of it, she messing with a Saudi, so there's never going to be a time I have that type of money. Women cheat. Huh? Exactly. Yeah, women cheat up, not down. Okay. Like, whoa, whoa, that ain't true. Look, I, if I, she's gonna, if she, oh, you know what? That you know what? Please explain it. I, 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 what? <laughs> We're not gonna get into those details right now. <laughs> but uh, you already know what this is. This is the ninety four five podcast. <laughs> we started off on a very different note. No, no, we didn't. We really did. It's it's been fun. It's, it's your boy, you know, Chris and Steve. You know it. You know what I mean. The sage, sage of the six paths. Sage of the concrete jungle. And you know. I'm the Black Jack Nicholas, a.k.a. Black Nicholas. What? Really? Corey? You know what? All right. <laughs> I'm not, I, I don't know where you're going whenever you go to these things. Like, I'm trying to find out, like, where's the rhyme or the reason. Like, at one point, I'm going to need you to say I'm the light-skinned, gold, I'm the dark-skinned golden child. Like, that's what I'm going to want you to go like Because <laughs> we all got confused, and everybody, for the longest, thought the kid and the golden child was actually a little boy. Wait, what? It's a girl. It is? Wait, you don't know this? No, I didn't know this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a first. (laughs) Holy shit, I am explaining something about Golden Child to the man that dubbed me Golden Child back in... Oh my god, this is... (laughs) Woo! This is great. No, it's the actress. It's It's a girl. I did not know that. Yeah. Eddie Murphy just actually went out there. I think it was like the 30th anniversary of it. And he's with her, and this isn't and this isn't any oh like uh, the so-called creators of the Matrix and subsequent sequels, like the Wachowski brothers now sisters siblings the Wachowski siblings. Are we allowed to say that in twenty nineteen? Like are we are we like are we allowed to like ignore their history? Because they were the Wachowski brothers when they came out, and now some way somehow they both became sisters. I'm just saying, somebody's parent is looking at them and going like, what happened? I don't want to get canceled by the alphabet people. We're not big enough to Dave Chappelle to survive that. And therefore, they won't care until we are big enough and they can't say anything. And then they're going to go back to this like they go back to You really think they're going to come back and listen to all these early podcasts and then pick this as the thing that they get outraged by? Yes. Not my entire hatred of a state and all my comments. You know, okay, sure, sure. <laughs> they're going to pick this. I hope you're happy picking this. So let's get into some basketball. Let's get into some basketball. Top 15 all-time list. Yes. Boy, this was a very difficult list to kind of put together. Well, the bottom 15 was difficult. The rest wasn't that difficult for me. I, it wasn't, you know what it was? 
for some reason with this list, unlike our other list when we were just doing top 15, it was a lot harder in order to kind of parse who, how you evaluate a career. Because mm. now what you're doing is you're taking the totality of someone's career and yeah, you could put them in a current list and say, yeah, where we stand right now, there's a potential for you to be the greatest at this position ever if you keep going against people that have already had established careers and you're kind of trying to see at least in my mind I was trying to see how I evaluate what someone's already done over what we think someone's doing versus what they're going to accomplish and how do you rank those up and I found myself picking players that had already had and it's that a full career because it was just easier to evaluate the totality of everything that they did over just a snippet and praying that it continues. Right. I think there's only, for both of us, and I'm not sure, but I think there's only, what, three current players that are going to be on our list overall? Um, I... I oh I have one current player that's on my list. Okay. So. Even it. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, okay. Then we'll start. The normal format is I go five. Uh, then Steve goes his five. Then we talk about it, and then we go ten, ten through six, and then for our top five, we go back and forth, and then we go from there. So in fifteen, um, it's cheating. But I have two people sharing this spot. I have uh, Steph Curry and Kawhi Leonard. Okay. And the reason why, I think, if both of their careers were supposed to end today, there's a great discussion for both of them that both of them are both the second greatest player at their position of all time if they never played another game today. That is true. So I kind of feel like even understanding that, that there's a great understanding that they should be on this list because if you're already considered the second best at your position... Well, let, let's be clear. You consider Steph Curry to be the second best point guard. Okay, but there's still, even if you wanted to put Kawhi there, you have a very great argument to put Kawhi as the second greatest you can, small forward of all time. You could argue that Kawhi is just as good or uh, almost as good as Larry. Yeah, like I think that's a more interesting yeah. conversation. Yeah. There's a conversation about Steph Curry. You had him at what fourth? Like you had him pretty high up Four on your five, list. Yeah, yeah, you had him at fourth. So like in my mind, it's like okay, he's the fourth best at this position. His career's not over, and it's mostly semantics why we're kind of parsing hairs here. But I think there is the. I think even if you gave, let's say, Steph Curry a couple a little longer, he could actually move up to number two on your list. I think the issue, the only issue with the reason why I don't have Kawhi. Here's the thing: the three guys who are active, who I feel like could be on the top fifteen all time list, just so happen to have injury problems, which is the only reason why they're not on my top fifteen list. Durant, mm-hmm. Curry, ankles, Kawhi. It's crazy to me that they all seem to be. Outside of LeBron, outside of LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Giannis, they're the other three best players in the league. Like that's your top six. I don't care yeah. what anybody says. KD, Steph, Kawhi, Giannis, LeBron, Anthony Davis. Those are the top six players in the league. Yeah, of course. No, I'm sorry, James Harden, you're seven. Uh, 
<laughs> to me, just to me personally, other people will argue. Oh shit! Hold on, I'm sorry. We have the Giants game going on in the background because it's my boy Danny Dimes, and guess what? He just ran in for his first NFL touchdown of all time. We don't talk much NFL here. We probably will not. <laughs> It's just the fact that the game is on, and it's my man Danny Dimes, and he just got a system. Is that, I'm sorry. His, is that his nickname? I don't know what his nickname is, but that's what I'm calling oh, him, this. so that this way it's here first. So if anybody asks... Well, no, because you know, that's what they're calling 6 9 They're calling him Danny Dimes. He's dropping dimes. His name's Daniel Hernandez. I, 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 don't, I just don't want you to... Because that's your guy. I don't want you to have those two names affiliated. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think that there's going to be a large crossover between the people that... Be, that adamantly watch football, and then those that are that much into Takashi out there. I don't think that there's going to be much crossover. It's a pretty big case. I'm just saying, like, I, I kind of feel like there's not going to be a lot of crossover in terms of audiences here. But if we're <laughs> calling them both Danny Dimes, it's like, depending on what state you are in, depending on how, you know. Well, we yeah. are in New York, and one's playing for the New York Giants, and other one's from Brooklyn, I kind unfortunately. Of, I kind of feel like the Giants one is going to come up more we on search bars. And just, just so everybody knows, we don't claim Takashi 6 9 we don't play Who? Exactly. Thank you. Anyway, back to our <laughs> list. Uh, yeah, it is crazy. All three of them do have yeah. injuries. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and okay, so Durant injury at one point in, in NBA could have been career ending, but it's not. Steph's and Kawhi's are nagging injuries. So, I mean, it's just like. The reason why the Warriors were as successful as they were is because is they part got of Steph, Steph's injury. They lowballed them. And he accepted, which is also crazy how I wonder how many other teams, if they even had a slight insight to it, would have... Offered a little bit more money. Not even a little bit. I wonder how many of them would have offered him the max. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing. Because do you think the Warriors would have matched that? Because I think they had already made the move to get rid of Monte I, by the time that they were offering Steph his extension. It's insane that there was an argument within the organization between Monte and Steph now in retrospect. Yeah, well, obviously in retrospect, because if uh, Steph never sees that one trainer that helped him actually fix his core, because they said a lot of his ankle issues had to go with poor core stability more than his actual feet. And they were actually talking about how his whole thing was they had to like break down and reestablish his entire core because they said it was just, they were just like, it was just like a hodgepodge of stuff and it was just like the muscles weren't working right and the thing was is that that's where it was coming out and exposing its weakness. Like he's lucky it didn't expose itself in his knees. Right. Because if that's there instead of your ankles... You yeah. get you get a couple knee Especially scopes, you get some things. Yeah, so. That's it for you, and you never become that because a lot of his thing is predicated off of movement. But that's ideally the reason why I have them at uh, fifteen, because it was very hard in order to kind of say where they are now to kind of move them up against people. But right. just looking at the whole totality of the career, what they meant. But uh, number fourteen. Is Wes, then I have Robinson, I have Bryant, and I have Robertson. So that's Oscar Robertson, Kobe Bryant, David Admiral, Jerry West, and then there's a cross between Stephen Kawhi for my bottom 15. Okay, so my bottom five is I have a tie for 15. Okay. But one of these is a hot take. Okay. 15, I have Jerry West. And Dwayne Wade. Ooh. 
That's who my hot take 15 is. So you have a debate between... Because you consider Jerry West a point guard. Right. And I consider Dwayne Wade a two guard. Right. So Jerry West is where on your point guard list? Like how high up was he on your point guard list? Definitely. I think I got him at like maybe seven, eight. But we're talking about greatest. So it's also like impact and influence on the league as a player. Right. So, and everybody knows that I got D-Wade over Kobe as a two guard. In the room for all silent. Yeah, because I'm, I'm you just You forgot like, about that? No, it's not that I forgot about that. It's just now I'm kind of curious as to where uh thing is. And guess what? Bleacher Report just took it. Danny Dimes has wheels. Daniel Jones rushes for a kickoff <laughs> with a seven-yard rush. So Danny Dimes is a thing. hi No, uh, that You see... Hmm... See, Wade is an honorable mention for me. I didn't put him. I just feel like there. I feel like D Wade. I have him as the second greatest point ever. I got Mike, D Wade, and Kobe. See, I have Mike, Kobe, uh, Wade. Right. So, I just feel like D Wade's more of a winner. I feel like he's more of a team player, and I feel like that has to matter. I mean, and the thing that just came out where Kobe's just like, and, and <clears throat> I understand Kobe's argument. He just came out and said it was important for him to win championships without Shaq because he didn't want people to feel like, well, you know, I only got rings because of Shaq. But I think it that's which, more or less for the narrative between the two of them because... Which, which, which I understand. Well, he wanted to establish his own greatness. He even said it, which I understand. But that does that does make you kind of less of a team player. Yeah, but you and, have to ask yourself this question with Dwayne Wade, and this is a legitimate question. When has he truly ever been the best player on his team? The first time he won a championship with Shaq? You would say that he was a better player than Shaq at that point? At the Shaq's in his prime. I'm talking Shaq I'm talking it. about I'm talking about the entire year. You would say that Dwayne Wade was better than Shaq yes. that year? Yes. <sighs> that's you see that that's hard because And I think he led the league in scoring like the next season. Is it the season before or the season after he led the league in scoring? Yeah. I, I, I would, I would, if people disagree, I would debate one of those years, D-Wade, between LeBron, D-Wade, and Kobe, and I guess Steve Nash won MVP a couple I of think years. that was also the year that Kobe was, like, dropping 35 or something. Or like, he was dropping 30 that year. Uh, and and D-Wade still was, like, well, no, I think Kobe might have been a leading scorer that year, but D-Wade, one of those years, D-Wade was definitely a leading scorer. I just feel like D-Way is an ultimate team player, and I just feel like he's a winner. Like, he went to playing with Shaq. He was the finals MVP. Yeah. And I did, and he come in, and LeBron comes in, and, I mean, obviously, I had this debate before. People will say, well, it's easy for him to take a back seat because him and LeBron are friends, but he's still at that point. No, you've even made that argument with me. The thing that I question is, is that, all right, I'll give you that. But even if Wade was the best player on a team that won a championship, it was only once. You see what I'm saying? Like, Kobe's rings after that are him being the best players on his team, and he did it twice. They are, he is the best player on the team, but you brought this up yourself. One of those rings, he played 
terrible in Game 7. Yeah, he played terrible in Game 7, but then the argument to that is we don't and, get and, and argue, we don't get there without Kobe Bryant, so it's like... And I would argue that after Shaq leaves Miami, they don't really put a good team around D-Wade. Like, the Lakers teams are definitely better than the Miami teams that D-Wade had. You got you got no no Paul, no I'll, yeah I will say but it's you also, got Lamar Odom Paul Gasol Metta World Peace Andrew Bynum this a way better team yeah but he also was doing a lot with far inferior teams even compared to when Shaq was there prior to it Kobe yeah he was doing a lot more with lesser teams prior to them getting Gasol in that mid round trade and being so bad that one year they ended up with the tenth pick. That turned into Andrew Bynum. Like, that was only one season. They didn't do anything. I'm just saying, it was really, really trash, though. It was, and then he cried the whole season. Yeah. That's another thing I don't like. Then he cried the whole season. He was really gonna leave Chicago to Chicago, which he admitted when he sat down with Shaq. And, and, and Shaq was just like, "You're really gonna leave?" And he was like, "Yeah, I have Vanessa. We were in Chicago looking at private schools." He cried. He cried the whole way to get Paul Gasol there. He wanted and to trade guess, it. And guess what? Guess who he, did? Guess who didn't? Guess who's the ultimate team player? He didn't have to cry in public. Wade County. He didn't have to cry in public. All he had to do was text his friend like, when we going to play together? No, he huh? didn't. When we going to play together? Let's talk he about this at the Olympics. He led the league in Melo, scoring. don't fuck this up by signing a longer extension than everything else. Ugh. That's right. He's such a great player. His friend was just like, you know what? I want to go play with this great player. He's a great leader. And guess what? He's a great glue guy. And they both would have been in New York if James Dolan had just kept his fucking mouth shut and let other people do it. Because they already said the original plan was for them all to go to New York. They, I told that to my friend, a Knicks fan, and he cried on the phone that he was just like, they did what? And they were like, yeah, everybody was going to New York. That's the reason why New York had already carved it out, and once again, James Dolan came in at the bottom of the night. I don't know what he did, though. I don't know exactly they what he did. They just said that the presentation for them going forward was just total, like, they thought they had it in the bag so much that they didn't even bother to make it look like they were trying. And the thing was is that when they were seeing everything going on with the organization and everything else like that, they immediately said it after leaving the uh, meeting, and they were like, there's no way we can play here. So sad. Um, so anyways, but let's get back to the list. So I got Jerry being that one. I I got Jerry West and D Wade. I mean, Jerry honestly, West is, is obvious. Is Kobe on your list? Yeah. So wait, that's uh So how was Kobe higher up on your list? But yet yeah. Wade is the better player. So the discussion we had before, where I was just like. All-time greatest player, not necessarily the greatest at your position. I don't feel like it's the same thing. I have other people okay. who are in different okay. positions. See, that's where that's where Kobe has a better, has a bigger he, greatness. He has a bigger impact on a league. Yeah, there are more people who want to be like Kobe. They want to play like Kobe. There's a mon, there's a Mamba mentality, okay. and and that's what I'm saying is like Kobe's a better shooter than D Wade. But I count other things like again leadership. I feel like is a factor. If someone was like, who would you want to pick as a player to start your franchise, Kobe or D-Wade, I would pick D-Wade just because of that leadership quality. I don't want to pick a six foot six Iverson, which is what Kobe is. Kobe only played as a team player because he had Phil and because Shaq was so much undeniably better than him. I look at somebody like Kobe where it's like, yes, LeBron is better than D-Wade, but how can I put it? If, 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 if it was anybody even close... 
so Shaq was in his prime, right, with the Lakers. Right. Undeniably the best player. I feel like if it was somebody who was not as great as Shaq at that time, maybe a Kevin Garnett, I don't know if Kobe would have succeeded the team. That's And to me, that's a problem. And, and, and even though I, I get it as a competitor, you want to get championships on your own because you don't want the narrative that Shaq won other championships, that means not only did you, 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 you ridicule Shaq for sacrificing championships for not being in shape, right? Well, you just admitted that you kind of sacrificed championships because you wanted to be the man. And that matters to me. I, I'm sorry, like, that, Scotty is one of the greatest small forwards of all time. I could make a strong case if Scotty had the same mentality. He could have been like, yo, we won three championships together. I want to leave and be the best player. He almost went to the finals without Mike. He, stayed, that, he still stayed. I actually think that that's part of it is just the fact that that all happened. But, okay. And, and, that's, my, and that's my argument. So your argument is that the way how you're looking at it, and this is the analogy that I use once again, that if I'm telling the story of basketball in the NBA – Kobe Bryant has a much bigger impact on the entire story of basketball than Dwayne Wade does, even though in your mind, Dwayne Wade is the better player. Exactly. Okay. That's... No, okay. I can do that. That's the reason why I kind of felt like, find it confusing. Like, I, don't, I don't have... Like, I, like, like this. I have Steph Curry on my list higher than Jerry West as a point guard, and I feel like Steph Curry is a better player, but Jerry West is 15 because he's the fucking logo. This is Jerry West. Right. <laughs> he's Jerry, Jerry, Jerry West. Like, so he's always going to be in some protected, vaulted class because of who he is. And also just the way he played the game. His numbers are there. His competitive nature is there. Like, he's, he's Jerry West. You put on an NBA jersey, he's on the jersey. You buy an NBA headband, and it's literally Jerry West. Right. And he earned it. He actually played well enough that he's a logo. It's not even like... And he also has a feat that most other people haven't accomplished winning MVP in a losing effort. He's the only only person that probably should have done it is LeBron. Yeah. LeBron. And on top of that, Jerry West is also one of the greatest players. One could argue, well, no, I wouldn't, but he's one of the greatest players and one of the greatest sports franchises of all time. So not only is he great, he's great amongst being great. Is there an argument there? No, I'm saying one could argue that he could I don't be think considered the greatest Lakers. Star- one I don't think he. I don't think he's a starter anymore. No, because Magic's probably one, and Kobe's probably your two. Yeah, like I don't think he's a starter anymore, but I still think he's a firm first guard off the bench. He's probably six man. Well, I guess I mean I said first guard, not necessarily six man. I don't because it all depends on how you rank them. Well, because because I mean, who's off the bench? Is it Shaq or Will? No, I'm starting Kareem. Yeah, but. But I've never I heard six man big men usually six man like a wing. All I'm saying is like if you're bringing in people there, like I think it all depends. Like, do you put Elgin Baylor there instead of Worthy? Like well, that, Worthy coming well, off well, the bench? Well, like, where are you? Well, that's another topic for Lakers fans, which I'm not a Lakers fan, but I think that's a good conversation. No, I'm just, like, sorry, players. I, I no, I'm didn't want to get a little bit too much into it, but I was just no, thinking. No, I'm like, saying talking to the podcast. That is a podcast we can do. That's the idea. I like like who are the best Lakers. Okay. We should maybe we should do all time teams they have on two K. I think that would be fun. That would be interesting. And the audience. Yeah. Who are the best Lakers? Who are the best Bulls? And you actually know what we could do. We could actually just run a simulation of the two teams, let them play while we're actually talking about them, and then kind of <laughs> do that. I kind of like that. But so Jerry West and D Wade at fifteen. I got Kevin Garnett at fourteen. Didn't make my list. I got Dirk at thirteen. Woo. 
I he got, did not make my list either, which is which hurt. Shocking. I got Dirk at 13. I got Kobe at 12 and Oscar Robertson at 11. So we have 11 and 12 that matched up. It's just everything else is different from that. Uh, so 11 and 12, that. we have Kobe and Big O? Big O, then Kobe. Yeah. Yes, I have. Yeah. yeah. 11 and 12. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the only reason why I had a hard time is because I looked at Garnett, I looked at Dirk, and as much as I want to say that I love both of those players, I wasn't sure who I legitimately could take off my list to firmly put those guys there, as in push come to shove... So again, back like you there's said, only there's only like this like, many people like, I would take above. Well, like, like, I love Dirk, but to say that there's only thirteen players I would take before I took him. Well, my argument is what you said about me before, which is impact, right? When I look at Kevin Garnett and Dirk, I look at a whole bunch of guys in the league right now who they were ahead of their time that play like them. When I Dirk Przingis, Dirk damn near every tall Euro that can shoot in the league. Yeah. So that and that's such a big thing. Because honestly, I'm not going to lie, uh, with you talking about the Mavericks, how much you I really dig dug deep and looked at, like, I, re- I, I just took time out of my own. I was like, let me, like, I'm sleeping on Dirk. Like, I know he's great. I know he's a Hall of Famer, but he's, I'm sleeping he's, on him. He's most but definitely his impact, his impact is like, so I'm just like, that's just how I feel. I feel like he should be ranked that high. When you see all the Euros in the league, he's responsible for a lot of that. I mean, the fact that, again... Like we said, Kevin Garnett, I mean, excuse me, Kevin Durant could easily be on this list. Right. Kevin Durant modeled some of his game after Dirk. That says a lot. That says a lot that maybe one day Kevin Durant will be higher on his list when his career is done. I mean, he's got more rings. He's got I more I mean, he's already movies. admitted that he took the one foot but, step and back. And that's what I'm and saying. A Dirk, lot of them like, that summer actually worked with, uh, with Dirk's shooting coach. In order to understand how the philosophy behind why he was able to and, stay so and, balanced. And that's why I have Dirk at 13. And Kevin Garnett is a similar situation. When I look at somebody who plays, when they say Anthony Davis's defense where he's guarding two people at the same time on pick and roll, that's all Kevin Garnett. That's 100% Kevin Garnett. Right. And, and that's why I have them there. Again, it's like, uh, because like we said, when you get into these lists in top 15, you can there's a lot of different people you can put in these positions. So I try to look at, again, cultural impact. How do you tell an NBA story? It's hard at this point, especially with more Euros coming to the league, to tell an NBA story without Dirk. Right, but for me, that was And he itself. has the numbers when he's six all-time scoring leader. He's got the ring. He beat he beat one of the greatest basketball teams ever assembled. Yeah, I look, I understand all of that. And trust me... I should have to tell us to a Mavericks fan. No, you don't. And actually, <laughs> the guy that you had later on down the list, uh, tied for 15th, is the one stain on his career that... I don't care what anybody says. The NBA knew what they were doing. They were punishing Mark Cuban. I don't care. You, everybody knows it. It's out there. There's nothing else to say. You, they were punishing Mark Cuban for constantly talking so much shit. Were they punishing Mark Cuban, or is it that Dwayne Dude, there's Wade? no way that you say that Dwayne Wade... He has a Hall of Fame contact finisher badge. He's gonna get to the line. No, no, no! You can't. You can't. No, I'm sorry. There's no way he has all that. Like fuck out here. 
I'm sorry for doing that. But, but still, if one player did have a Hall of Fame, can I take picture? It would be him and Iverson. I'm just saying. Okay, of course. But my <laughs> whole thing is just like, yo, there's no way you tell me all this. Like, I'm sorry. Like, there's no way you look at that series. There were times that no one touched him and they were still calling fouls. And it's just like, nobody's they, within two feet of him. I, I mean, did they not touch him or was he so fast you didn't see it? His really? name is this Flash. Is, this is what we're going to, you know, okay. <laughs> Wait, uh, whatever. <laughs> no, no. Now the blood is boiling. You got me talking about the 06 Mavs. I hate talking about the 06 Mavs. The 06 Mavs don't exist. So let me ask you a question. As a Mavs fan, what's more frustrating, the 06 Mavs loss or them being the number one seed and losing to the We Believe Warriors? The 06 loss. Because it's in the finals? Yeah, and the thing is, is that the one misconception about the We Believe Warriors is that when the Mavs were the best team in the league and Dirk had rightfully won MVP the only team with a winning record against them in the league that year was that team. That's true, but so, should they have had that winning record? Well, in my opinion, they shouldn't have. And, and this is the problem that I had with A.V. Bradley and Mark Cuban for that one, is that if they had just sat everybody and let the Clippers beat them, the Clippers own the tiebreaker over the Warriors, and the Warriors never make the playoffs and the Clippers make the playoffs, and the Mavs had a better record against the Clippers. Mm. But they got the win that game, which is the thing that moved the Warriors up because now they didn't share the same record. And the Clippers, obviously it doesn't matter because the Warriors had the better record. But the thing about that series is that, for me, I like looking at the regular season as one of the better indicators of where teams are, which is the reason why... I don't want the opposite of that, I don't do that. For me, I kind of feel like the only true way to do like matchups and do these his like these comparisons, like when you talk about how one year's Rockets team is better than the other year's Rocket teams in terms of matchups and how they play against each other, is how they play against each other during the regular season. And I kind of feel like if that's the case, then there's really no reason for the regular season if it doesn't matter or if it doesn't have any. There is there is no reason for regular season in my opinion. But I no, that. I think there is because guess what? Even if you were looking about it at it last year, and for what everybody else was saying, the way that the Raptors played against the Warriors all year was the greatest indicator that when they would play in the finals, that the Raptors had an advantage because they had played against each other before. The same way how you could look at it with the Trailblazers versus the Warriors, how they when they matched up against each other. The Warriors were the better team, and throughout the regular season and things like that, that, that they have the, re- count. the Warriors they have the winning tra- record. The Warriors and Trailblazers doesn't count. The, the, the Warriors have a way more talented team. That doesn't count. That's a terrible like. That's terrible way to look at it. They have a way. They have a way more talented team. There's no like. That's not. And and, and I'm a Dan Wilder fan, but just like that's not even fair. I'm just saying that one of the biggest indicators of how matchups should play out is how the regular season played out. Give me a circumstance, and obviously you probably won't be able to pull it off the top of your head, where somebody lost to a team either three or four times as to whether it was in your conference or not, and then when they played each other in the finals, came out and beat them. Um, Not three or four times, but there's definitely times where, like, there's a very competitive season series, and they get the floor wiped off of them, so... The the year when, uh, what was it, the first or second year that LeBron was with the Heat? Mm-hmm. And the Knicks, like, 
they, they they split the series, and even with the games that the Heat won, it was close, and everybody was like, they matched up in the playoffs, and everybody's like, oh, this is going to be a good series, and then they only won one game. Yeah, but, though, but, but, but within <laughs> that, no, but even within that, it was a competitive series. It's not like it was a total blowout every one of those games and everything else like that. What I'm just trying to say is, is that nine out of ten times, the way how these teams match up with each other is very indicative of how the regular season is. And the thing about it is, the Trailblazers play, well, I don't know if that's a good example either, but I just, I, I'm just a 100% playoffs guy. I don't care what goes on in the season, honestly. Especially in the beginning of the season. I think that this I'm not, year, I, I watch the game because sure? I love it, but I, it's not until after All-Star break where I'm just like, Are you sure that's not wow. Warriors fatigue from the last couple of years? Because this regular season seems no, that's, more intense that's, that's than all, other ones. That, that's always been a discrepancy between NBA fans. There's always been NBA fans that lean heavier towards the playoffs and those who feel like the whole entire season is to be valued. But the thing about it is there is, like, and Jalen Rose has said this before, and Scottie Pippen have said this before, obviously, which they know, which is like there are certain players that are regular season players. They are regular season stars, and they don't show up in the playoffs. And that's just a fact. Right, and, and and that's my issue, which is because like because which one is the greater sample size of how well your team is, eighty two games. There are people who play well or sixteen games at max well, or sixteen wins. There are people who play well during the season and don't play well in the playoffs because the playoffs are just more intense. It's an entirely different game. I also think, NBA I think veterans that's also say the little, playoffs are different. I think that's also a little game. skewed at the same time too. I don't just think that it's it's not just that. It's just the fact that like if you've been had to do something for eighty two games, it's, listen. It's Hall of Fame players saying that the playoffs are more intense in a different environment and people fold. It just is what it is. And also, some superstars can just turn it on in the playoffs. And it matters. I kind of get the feeling that it might be, have something to do with a little bit more conditioning and other things else like that. But I think it's also a mentality, too. I mean, every I mean every sport. It's not, just, it's not just basketball. It's football. It's baseball. You ask any pro athlete, and they'll tell you once you get to the playoffs, it's different. It's more intense. Especially in uh, baseball, hockey, and basketball, because you're seeing the same team over and over and over again, back to back to back. It's not the same thing when you're playing a guy and you play him once, and then you might not play him again for a couple of weeks. It's an entirely different thing. The matchups are totally different. So that's another reason why, particularly with those sports, because you're playing the same team over and over and over again in a seven game series. Now football is a little different because you got a one off. And you might be playing a team that you may or may not have played more than once or twice. Football is more random in the fact that you don't know. It's, and it's, here's it's, the thing: it's, in it's, perfect example, the Rockets. The Rockets have the have the best fucking season. James Harden scores all these points. They get to the playoffs, and and and, and these motherfuckers they they fold. They fold up because and this is this is Kobe. Everybody who loves Kobe, and Kobe has one of the best basketball minds of all time, the Rockets will not win a championship playing the way they play with James Harden because when the playoffs it slows down, it does not work. Right, but I also and think... it has not a, worked. Right, but it's also but if you look at the regular, they just, don't, they just you, don't call the physicality. The physicality the, increases. I, I but understand. But if you look at the regular season, the Rockets should have rings. Off of regular season stats... And to be quite and to be quite frank with you, that first year, they were twenty three consecutive missed three pointers in that game away from it. And guess what? <laughs> as look, 
they hit they hit three out of those missed twenty three in a row, and they win that game because they lost by seven. But they did. No, but what I'm saying is, is that <laughs> how do you how do you honestly account for that and say, well, obviously look at this, it doesn't matter. But then, like when you have to tell that story. It's very important not to leave out the fact that they went through a historically cold shooting slump at literally the worst part after losing your second best player because he's deciding that it's okay for him to start shimmying like he's been there before when you should have just kept your head down and kept playing. That has nothing to do with being hurt, but okay. All I'm saying is that he pulled his hammy a little bit after popping them shimmies, and he thought everything was cool, and he didn't realize his old body was ready to break down, okay? <laughs> he was like, ah, 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 coach, you got to take me out. That's kind oh, of, my God. That's kind of a ridiculous take, but okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with, that's the take I'm going to go with, and that's the take I'm going to live with. And that's how I choose to live my life. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, but, I mean, that's another... That's a whole other topic we talk about playoffs versus versus season. Look, I, I totally get that. But so you got to do your next five. I mean, because yeah. All right, so we have, and this is a mix-up, and I'm not sure who to parse over because I believe that they're they'll be forever joined at the hip. Mm-hmm. I have Wilts and Russell uh-huh. at nine and ten. Uh-huh. I have Hakeem. Uh-huh. I have Duncan, and then I have Bird. Okay. My list is a little bit different. Okay. So, I have Wilt at 10. Okay. I have Shaq at 9. Ooh. No, 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 scratch that. I'm sorry. I have The Dream at 10. Okay. I have Wilt at 9. I have Shaq at 8. I have Larry at 7. I have Bill Russell at six. Okay. So, yeah, we're a little different here. Uh, (laughs) Shaq is much higher up on my list, and more or less this has to come from my personal views on basketball and what I know rather than going on historical numbers and figures and stuff like that. Um... I'm okay with Halajwan being there. I wasn't sure exactly where to put him. I, I kind of feel like there's a there's always going to be that question for people that have never actually seen the two of them play against each other between Wilt and Bill. Oh, okay, yeah. That's right. the reason why I kind of feel like they'll always be forever joined, just like Magic and Bird. Like, their rivalry there is synonymous in the league right. forever. And if you're looking at pure analytics, Wilt looks like the better player. If you're looking at accomplishments, it's Russell. If you're looking at news articles and things like that from back then, it's Russell. And nobody was making the argument that it was Wilt. So head to head matchup, it's like right. So then it's like okay, he could do all these phenomenal things and stuff like that. But when he had to get matched up against this one dude, this one dude always found a way in order to hold him down. And I'm just like, we weren't something. I know. But we're also we we don't have that same reference in order to look at the way how those two played because are we talking about there is the potential that it was just more help defense or was it just the fact that the Celtics were just so stacked at every position that it made it so much easier because just the talent overall allowed you to get away with more? What what are, How are we really parsing these out? Because then you'll have people that just go like, well, look at the numbers. And it's like, 
Well, yeah, the dude has the highest PER. All I know is average this. fifty points a season. To me, I test. Apparently, got, slept with twenty thousand women. To me, the I, man was crushing it. To me, I test got to matter, and when you match up against another great, and y'all play the same position, and that other great player is smaller than you, and you get beat. I, I can't. But the it. question is, is like, I can't. no, but the question is, is like, yo, like, honestly speaking, the eye test only matters so much because if we haven't, like, I haven't seen it to kind of say, hey, this is, this is what it is. So like, I don't have the eye test and there's still not a lot of video out there to kind of show of that. All you really kind of do is having to rely upon old stories and more articles because unfortunately they, it got lost to the time. And it's just like. Two players matched up at the same position. And yeah, but are we... the best players in the league at the same time. But are we talking one about... One of them won more... Cha- and they matched up in the championship. All I'm saying is, is that, yeah, there's a head-to-head score, but does that tell the entire game? And it doesn't. To me? No, that just tells you that regardless of what, when those two players were matched against each other, this is how much is there. This is no different than the logic behind people saying that... Uh, Kawhi Leonard could shut down LeBron James when LeBron James's numbers are better across the board when they play head-to-head. But the thing is, is that you leave out subsequent information that the Spurs have a far better defense that they're playing around. The players understand the continuity of the system more. Well, he's not playing with the same level of players that he's playing there. So it's like... Here's the thing about that, right? One, Kawhi Leonard doesn't shut down LeBron because LeBron's still putting up 25 points. Basically, I'm saying... Actually, he, he averages like close to 20... It's like 28.8 when they right. play against each other. So, th- that's my point. That's not a shutdown. That's like saying, oh, so LeBron doesn't go for 30, so he shut down. So, that's ridiculous. But we're talking about these teams faced each other more times than LeBron faced Kawhi. And it's just like, he beat him... He beat him like six times or something. Like, that's what I'm saying. At a certain point, it, it's, it, it begins to be a problem. And yes... You can argue the Celtics had a better team, but Wilt still play with Elgin Baylor and Jerry West. Jerry West is better than the guards on the Celtics. That's the thing. That's the other problem with that. Matter of fact, yes, the Celtics are deeper. I would make a strong argument that Elgin Baylor and Jerry West are better than the guards on the Celtics. And y'all still lost? Y'all only got one ring, and I don't think it was against the Celtics? No, I don't I don't believe it was at it. That and, and and that's the problem, fam. Y'all had y'all, y'all had to beat them one time. Here's the thing: if they were to beat them one time, I'd have, I I might have been like, all right, they beat them one time. You lost every time with Jerry West and Elgin Baylor. That's like Shaq going up going going up against against Olajuwon with Penny and Kobe and losing five times, and then being like. Well, Shaq got better numbers than the, than the team, so he got to be fam. No, but all, I'm, but all I'm saying is like I still don't. I, I can't. It's harder it's for like me. This. To, it's if, harder for me to say that because if he, I don't listen, remember watching. If, I, I don't. I, I, I have no I, recollection of watching the games. I don't either. But I'm just saying we have common basketball sense. I know what you, you got. Jerry you, West and Elgin Baylor on your team, and you lose. I know what you're <laughs> saying, but like. In my mind, because th- th- my, my point is, I we're talking about team defense. Talking how much doubling could have, even without video, right? How much doubling could have possibly been done if you had Jerry West and Elgin Baylor on your team? Because you're talking about team defense. So, how much doubling could you have gotten away with? 
if you're gonna say I don't even I'm not even under the impression you were allowed to double back then I think of this I'm not sure when the rule was in place but I still think that error required you to pass the ball but I think eight wasn't it eight times that you had to pass the ball before someone was allowed to shoot or five times well that was that was like the rings prior to will I think getting there but it's just like even if they were allowed to double, you could you can't double Will with L. You can't double and triple Will with L's and Jerry West on the perimeter. That's what I'm saying. And you still lost. But there is no perimeter out back over there. Everything was worth two. I understand. Right. Look, I know what you mean. Game. I know what you mean. And <laughs> I understand everything. Look, I understand. I understand your argument. And guess what? For all intents and purposes, I have no problem for ever putting Bill above Wilt. I'm just not sure that historically speaking, it's going to look at it the same way because not everybody's going to look at the argument and I still feel like you'll always join those two together. Yeah, you might pull Bill there, but then people might start parsing your arguments and stuff like that. I understand everything else that you're saying. I get it. It actually, it makes sense. You know what? Scratch that. There is no reversal on there. Bill Russell is better than Wilt Chamberlain. And he coached and played. Well, you give him that, which is the reason why he's so high up on the list. <laughs> um, I didn't have Shaq at number eight. He's my number four. Ooh. Like I said before, there's a lot of that that comes from my personal... Look, when I saw basketball and I saw the manifestation of what basketball really meant and at an age that I can understand what I was watching... Well, you grew up in the 90s. Shaq was a god. Yeah. <laughs> so it's no, kind of no, like so I'm it's not bad at it. No, I'm just saying like for me because I also didn't start watching basketball until the tail end of Jordan's career. Like I very firmly remember him coming back cuz my godparents made me stay up to watch the game that he came back and I wasn't into basketball mm. at all at that age and that's when I was like 7 like I didn't get into basketball until I was almost into high school. Like, middle school, I might have played a little bit, but I'm not that guy that knew about basketball from, like, four years old and was playing and doing all these other things. I was playing other sports. Yeah, I'm that guy. Right. And it's probably probably a reason why I think I would have been much better at basketball because my basketball sense is far better than my soccer, my baseball, or any other type of sense. And maybe if I had been there, maybe my my amateur career would have played out differently. Whatever. Yeah. Might have had a left. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? So, mm. so you're gonna do your top five? Well, I was thinking we take we pay some bills, take a little break right here. Let's do it. All right, uh, we'll be right back. And we're back. Yeah, nice little short break. <sighs> so. Before we get there, before we get into our top five, are you gonna talk about how you sit and watch blue chips, or we're gonna talk about something else? Why? Why you got? Why you? Why you gotta be like that for? Is that what let you get away? I didn't. I didn't need this level of slander from you. <laughs> we just came back. You could have talked about this during a break, okay? Like she, she could come back to slander right away. You know what? Anyway, I do. I do think, in my opinion, I personally am sorry. Uh, as a Kobe Bryant fan, he's 12th on the list. Well, yeah. What are you apologizing for? No, it's just the fact I feel like we didn't... I know we were talking about him, but we were talking about him in retrospect to Wade, and I felt like for one of my favorite basketball players of all time, he didn't get his shine. 
He can get his spotlight. I'm just saying. Mama mentality. I had to shut my boy out. He's got one of the best sneaker lines in history. He'll be alright. Do you like Kobe's? Yeah, you don't? No. Really? Uh Uh-uh. So that's another discussion. Who 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 does have the best sneakers line? I'll be honest with you, I like the new LeBrons that dropped off they're, those silver ones that fire. I saw. They're I, fire. I posted that on my story and I'm dead ass serious. Somebody <coughs> caught me a pair size eleven. I'ma drop that again next week and go like, hey. Just saying. Somebody. Okay. <laughs> I'm not paying for it, but somebody should definitely get me these. Be a nice gift to know somebody. That's all I'm saying. Like, you give me that. You know, I'm just saying. Shows me you care. Okay. You nigga ain't talking about me. Of course not. Okay. <laughs> I'm confused. I'm a photo. But yeah, those are some dope sneakers. This is fire. beyond you. Yeah, this is beyond. This is above me now. <laughs> I'm like, what is going you on? You were acting outrageous, bucko. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Haha ha Davis. Those are some great ass skits. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, but those LeBrons are fire. Yeah. Fire. The cushioning system is amazing. Yes. Those the are tech just... specs are fire. The I material, it just looks so comfy. Yeah, like it looks comfy, but it looks neat. Like, it looks like a beast. It looks like a yo. Those like all purple, those all purple ones that he wanted. I don't. I'm not even like purple's one of my favorite colors, but it's very hard to wear like, like a purple outfit. Well, he lives for the Lakers now, so he can pull it. Right, but I'm just saying those purple ones was fire, yeah, and I was just like, I've seen has been fire. I was like, I want them. Yeah, I might have to. I haven't done it in a while. Especially this new line with the colorways and everything else like that. Like yeah. what? I might. I might drop two fifty of my own money. I might do it. Oh, well, you better than me. I might do it. I'll wait. Well, I mean, we talked about getting back in shape and hooping it up again. So yeah, that is true. That is true. I'm, I'm, me buying those is going to motivate me because I'm not going to let them just sit in the closet. Uh, okay. So that's part of it, too. If I pay 250 I'm definitely going to a court. Okay. I'm definitely putting work. You probably need to go to that gym first. But... Somebody, some, of course. Okay. I already started going back. Oh, you did? Yeah, I started going oh, back. Th- thanks for letting me know. Plan of fitness. So we were supposed to be in this together. You're a grown man. First of all, I, said, I was like, yo, let's go out. Let's go work out together. You're like, yeah, bet money. And then all of a sudden, you don't say nothing. That's cool. You want to invite me to the gym that you go to. I and I told, to and I told you, whenever it is, you tell me when you're free and I will go there. <laughs> okay, we're going to work this out. Okay, we're going to work this out. Anyway, back to the top five list. Ooh. At number five, I have Magic Johnson. Same. At number four, I have Shaq. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's the most dominant player I've ever seen. And the worst part about it is he did not care about basketball the same way he should have as some of the other players on this list have firmly stated. That's fact. <laughs> One of these players on this list has firmly stated. <laughs> I'm just not trying to add no extra slant. I'm just saying, like, we all kind of know that. Another reason why you can't tell a story to NBA without Kobe because Kobe's always going to give an honest comment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a terrible shot. I know I shot it. Well, I was going to pass it to Smush. <laughs> oh, shout out to Smush Parker. You deserve better, my friend. No, he don't. Huh? No, he doesn't. Look, man, the man the man is just at like a regular church in Brooklyn now. Like, yeah, I've had fun. I mean, I'm just saying. You enjoy go from, enjoy you go from NBA to ultimate punchline. That's his fault. Okay. Uh, I have Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Mm-hmm. I have Cream. Facts. And I have 
the greatest player of all time, who is currently still playing the game of Born basketball. Born to one Gloria James Whew. in Akron, Ohio. My man, LeBron James. Who currently may have the best sneaker on the market right now. To be quite frank with you, I think there's... I'm actually starting to like some of the older LeBrons a little bit more than I kind of like the Jordans. I don't think they'll ever have the same type of luxury, like, just, like, sit back and chill wear. Well, I think that they're an entirely different thing. I feel like LeBron sneakers are better basketball sneakers. Even Rather when you look than at the Jordan, designs, yeah. they're, ju- they're, they're all basically, this sneaker was built like no to one's, play basketball. Like, no one's in. hooping in retros. Well, you're not supposed to. But I'm just saying, it's just like... Not anymore. First of all, because either... Okay. Well, well, we'll talk about that secondary. We got some, this is a new Yo, secondary come topic. On, we're here. So let, let's 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 do top five. Okay. Because I, we both love sneakers, so let's do top five. Okay. And so my top five is Magic. We got the same. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because I didn't. I don't think I heard you say the name on this list, and you might have to change your list. I got Tim Duncan at four. No, Tim Duncan seven. Oh, okay. I don't know how I missed that. I got MJ at three, Kareem at two, and LeBron at one. Okay. So yeah, our top three doesn't change. I kind of feel like that's, but I, that's I, accurate. I got Duncan at four. Um, Shaq probably is the more dominant player, but Duncan is the one who basically did max out the potential. You He's see, a more skilled player. There's the question that I have to ask with that one, and how much of Duncan is just pure talent, and how much of it is you played for the greatest coach in NBA history in Greg Popovich. Here's my opinion. I don't think Greg Popovich is the greatest NBA coach in history. Where do you put him in terms of greatness? Or is he a top five coach for you? He's probably five or six. Okay. Because I think he's either four or five for me. Because I got, got Red. I got Jackson. I got Riley. I think I put Pop there. Uh, so, here's my thing. I feel like the, the reality of it is if you look at Pop's career prior to Duncan getting there, people say he kind of was on the outs. I mean, he had David Robinson. They hadn't really won any. They well, wasn't he only there for like a year or so? No, I before. think he's there for like three or something. Yeah, but one of those years Robinson got hurt, which allowed them to get Duncan. And then once you do that, you have... I, I'm not denying that Tim Duncan is a generational talent, the greatest power forward of all time. I'm not denying that at all. My question is just that: and is he the same? Kinda, is he the same Duncan he is I have without the power? Greatest small forward of all time, who I believe. Mm-hmm. I got the greatest center of all time, mm-hmm. the greatest two guard of all time, the greatest power forward of all time, and who I think is the greatest point guard of all time. That's how I basically listed my top five. The only thing to explain I say, about how I got there. No, the only thing I'll say is just the fact that. I just felt that Shaq, to me, was the more he was the more recognizable figure. He's definitely more recognizable. I mean, and I do feel that I do feel life. that Shaq, in terms of a pure basketball, there is better than Duncan. Pure basketball is better than Tim Duncan. Yeah. From what you are, you're going to argue that Tim Duncan is the superior player to Shaq overall, skill wise, yes. Not necessarily just skill. Like it's not like Shaq didn't have post moves upon post moves. Like, okay, Shaq did have post moves. Tim Duncan's were better. Shaq would say that he had better post moves. He had a better jump shot. Is it just that I'm also looking at the dominance Tim, of one player at the same point too? 
Yeah, and Tim Duncan also was a better defender. How much of that, and pardon my ignorance, I will say that, maybe it's also in my mind is that I kind of feel like if Shaq had given a damn after a certain point or made the fight to stay in shape and yeah, just didn't allow decision. himself and to get to that decision. point and in my mind. Of, and because of that decision, as much as I love Shaq and I had his sneakers and I had the little Shaq action figure as a kid as much as I, and I had his basketball jersey as much as I love Shaq, you made a decision to not fulfill your greatness. Guess who decided to be great consistently? His name is Timothy Duncan. I'm, you know, it is what it is. Your grown man made a choice. And now because of your choices, you got to be number eight on Steve's list. And Timmy's got to be four. You see, the Shaq, thing, you this, look, talk I get, about it, I let's talk about it. No, I get, I, get what you, I get what you're saying. But it's kind of like where Shaq ended up. It's just like, he's what? He's still fifth? No, 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 no. He's seventh on the list now because Dirk passed him. All-time score. I think so, something like that. Yeah, Dirk passed him. And I'm just saying, like, Shaq not being in the greatest of shape, not doing all these other different things, still managed to get that high up on the list, collect that many rebounds, win multiple MVPs, where probably there's a, there's a question as to whether or not he should have won another one in there because I still feel that Steve Nash didn't deserve to win those two and I kind of feel that. One belongs to Shaq, one belongs to Kobe. Yeah. They obviously couldn't give the one to Kobe when he was deserving of it because of what Kobe had allegedly done. They could have but they didn't because they're cowards. But that's another story. I will say you do what's best for the business at the end of the day. What's best for any business to be honest with your consumers. Or just trying to ignore that whole thing altogether so that this way it doesn't pop back up. But okay. It still pops back up. You brought it up in one of our first few podcasts. Well, so that I mean, it's, it's a part of his history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't work trying to ignore it because people still think about it. But no one talks about it the same way as much anymore. Like, who brings up Kobe Bryant and it says alleged rapist? Well, no one brings it up because it wasn't he true. beat the case. Yeah. Because yeah. had he not beat that case. <laughs> Someone would have been beating his case. <laughs> oh, you play basketball? <laughs> I'm show you some basketball. Hey, hey, he's not beat that case. He definitely will be a lot lower on all our list. Oh, <laughs> does he even make the list? Like, when does he get out? Like, that's that's his that's his prime. Yeah, because I don't think that he wins. Because he he he, he doesn't win those two rings. Yeah, he doesn't win those two rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he doesn't win that case, yeah, yeah. that's it. Whew. That's crazy. I never even thought about that. Yeah, if he doesn't beat that case, it's over for that dude. Yeah. And Shaq takes all the glory. It, that, that probably might propel Shaq even higher. Just like, well, this Kobe guy. I mean, we never saw what he did without Shaq, so. All of a sudden, the Lakers <laughs> somehow pull off a trade in order to get a, what's his name? <laughs> somehow LeBron isn't being a Laker. <laughs> I mean, for all intents and purposes, the Lakers straight up said, we will give you anybody on the roster, including Kobe Bryant, for LeBron before LeBron was drafted. I didn't even know that. No, yeah, it was, they were ready to like go like, yo, we know this LeBron kid is better than Kobe already, or he has the potential to be better than him already, and they offered them everything. They were like, whatever you want, take it all. And we get LeBron. And I feel like if it had been any other franchise except for Cleveland, they would have made that trade. Imagine Detroit 
going like, okay, we won't take LeBron, but we'll take on Kobe, and we'll pair him with this team with Chauncey, Billup, Rip, Tyshawn, Rasheed, and Ben. Because they're trying to win right now, right? Yeah. And you would have been able to win for, like, what, another... Two, three, four years, maybe. Yeah. Like, that that's easy multiple championships right there. And it's not like Kobe is Detroit, the worst but defensive but player, so... But instead, Detroit... Um, we don't. Well, you know what? Yeah, let's talk, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Yeah, let's talk. About which, uh, which? Because I kind of feel like that also ruined Melo's career it too. Because Melo probably gets a ring. Because imagine those battles between the Cavs and Detroit now. The Cavs and Detroit and Detroit and Miami. Melo Melo probably gets a ring before D Wade and and LeBron. Honestly. Yeah. If if, if it's Melo, I mean Melo. Wait, wasn't that? No, because okay. Detroit won the championship and then drafted second because of the trade with Memphis. Right. That year. That's the reason why I got it confused. I'm like, oh, Darko got a ring before anybody else. But he actually didn't. He didn't get a ring, no. Because so, Detroit didn't win back-to-back. They went back to the finals. And lost. They, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Melo would have got a ring. Yeah. With, I mean, because he came into the league as a rookie as a 20-point scorer, basically. And it's like, and Detroit needed the scoring. So, yep. You would have had Chauncey, Mello, still had Tayshon, still had Rip, still had Rasheed Wallace. Chris Webber was on the bench. Yeah, you probably would have got another ring. Mm-hmm. Maybe not back-to-back, but you probably would have... They probably would have made adjustments. Mello would have been starting. You would have got another ring. Yep. That would have been something. Now That would change the entire trajectory of the NBA. Could you imagine if LeBron James did what he did to the Detroit Pistons if Mello had been there too? I don't think it would have happened. You think somebody was stopping him at that point? Or was it just the fact that Detroit wasn't scoring enough? That's what it was. They had nobody to come back down and score points. And then that's the thing. So it's like, I think it's one of those things where it would have been a great duel. And then Detroit would have won because Melo would have came down and just. He he, he at least would have been in a position that they would have said, all right, let's feed him and make sure he gets the points. So it's just like, the reason is they were able to come back because LeBron's able to score and then. Scoring was halted for Detroit. But if you have Melo on that team, yeah. LeBron puts up the same numbers because Melo can't stop him. Then he also has to expend a lot more energy on defense because yeah. he's the one who's probably has to guard Melo. Yeah. Because um, when they faced each other in high school, um, Melo's team won, but LeBron put up like a triple, a thirty point triple double or something like that. But Melo had Melo had a stacked team. He played for Oak Hill Academy, which everybody knows yeah. is basically a basketball factory. They played each other. The game was on television, I think. But uh, Melo. Had less points with Melo, I think still scored like thirty. If Melo's team won, it would have been like a similar situation. Okay. And we're just like, well, Detroit would have won. Melo probably would have like thirty some points. LeBron would have had his fifty points, and uh, I mean, is the Cavs would have to go home. That's true. Well, I mean, that's fine there. I mean, no, with Jordan, him being third on the list, I don't think that's a problem for him being there. I still say that there's multiple like facets of his career. Is that a problem for us? But it's a problem for all the Jordan fans listening to this. No, my thing is, we just said, okay, if we're gonna if we're gonna be realistic about this one, as and we were talking about this earlier, and I got into it with all my friends, I'm just like, yo, like Jordan had a subpar record without um without Pippen. That's both regular season and playoffs. Jordan needed those two just as much as those two needed him, and there's an actual argument. That Scotty, well, it's not even an argument. Scotty Pippen's playoff record is better than Jordan's, even though he never went back to the finals. He's had more playoff success. 
than him. Yeah, he had he had, he had good runs with the Trailblazers, but Shaq. Yeah, <laughs> that's all you can say. But no, Shaq. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why Shaq is so high up on my list. But what I'm saying is just that, like, yo, like, I don't know why. Pe- well, we were you were discussing earlier why, but it still doesn't make sense for people to keep pushing the thing that like he's the greatest player of all time. No one's ever gonna be better than him. And I just kind of feel like after a certain point, your arguments start to become very foolish because everybody goes six for six, but I kind of go like, yeah, but it's a team game. LeBron's never lost in the first round. I mean, you're preaching to the deacon board right now. I'm just, it's, it's, you gotta get it out there though. Yeah. I'm just saying like, he's never lost in the first round. He damn near averages a triple double fraud over there. Like, I get it. And guess what? Unlike Jordan, LeBron has to facilitate the offense for the teams that he's on. He's not just a component of a great system that allowed him to score. He has to be the system that allows them to be as good as they are. He has more responsibility. To me, LeBron is just an all-around better player. I feel like the only thing that Jordan does better than LeBron is score. And not even by a lot, though. That's the thing. Like, even career-wise, it's not even that crazy. And when you say his... His best, his best feature as a basketball player is still his ability in order to attack the hole. And it's like driving and passing are LeBron James' two best things. He's never been a great free throw shooter in terms of being plus like 80 going into the 90s like some of the other greatest. Yeah. If his career was supposed to end, he'll have, I think, the second lowest of any player outside of a center yeah. In that category, because we all know Shaq's free throw percentage was shit, That's which is another thing about Shaq. If he just shot league average from free throws, yeah, I think he could have passed Kareem quite easily. Yeah, well, yeah, but he been more he been uh, scary to say, even with him being out of shape. If he just shot free throws, he'd be even more dominant. Right, because you couldn't you couldn't really follow him. And there's a whole strategy because Shaq can't hit free throws. That's designed to get that was designed that almost got that got outlawed by the league because it became too much after a certain point. Yeah. And they were still calling it Hack a Shack. <laughs> and then they tried to day. call it and then they tried to call it Hack a Howard. And it was just like, no, 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 Dwight Howard, you could have been great, but you're not. And apparently you're into butt stuff, so <laughs> Oh, here we go. What? He said apparently <laughs> What, what, what? Is that wrong? I just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel awkward right now. Okay. <laughs> I just don't understand, like, why people are so... I get it why, like, he's your hero growing up and everything else like that, but people want to go like, oh, well, LeBron James is a three, four, six or something? A three, yeah. yeah. Three for six. And I'm just like, okay, so he's been to the finals nine times. And as somebody said, uh, the times he lost, except for against the Mavericks, he was an underdog. I mean, they were underdogs he's against never, San Antonio. He's never been considered the favorite in any of those series. Except, no, I except think there was... Except against the Mavericks. Except the Mavericks and one year against San Antonio. And that was the year, I believe, that they won. That they were favored. Yeah, that's the, the one year that they were... The one year that they were... No, the one year they were favored to... No, it's the opposite. The one year they were favored to win, they lost... The other year they were underdogs at one. 
That's how right. it went. Bill Simmons then, just talked about it a couple weeks right. ago. But then when you talk to people, they're just like, well, he should have, like, my boy, he has this really weird argument. And he's like, well, he should have just tried harder and the GOATs just come up and do it. And I'm just like, if he's not favored to win the series, how is he supposed to win the series if he's not favored to win it? He should have just tried harder. That's like a 12-year argument. You literally made the he literally made the case that it was almost impossible for LeBron James to win any of those series against the Warriors, at least when once they got KD. Which is whatever. And then he has that one game, which to me is not even his greatest game that I've ever seen him play. Who LeBron? Yeah. It's not. I look. There's Boston, something. The there's, Boston game. That Boston game, also that Detroit run. Okay. There are moments where he's not as skilled, but there is just something that when you're looking at him and you're just like, nobody on this court is anywhere close towards matching what you can do right now, and nothing is stopping you, and nobody could stop you, and to think that he did that. In year 15, <laughs> he missed the playoffs for the first time in his career. And people are like, yo, like, he's washed. And I'm like, he was doing it two years ago. And for the first time in, like, nine years, he had a whole offseason to, to do nothing but rest his body and get in shape. And why are you expecting him to be worse? I think, I think some of it is just LeBron fatigue. I feel like that's another thing that worked against LeBron is that it's, it's out of his control is that uh, there's just... Um, Nobody's there in order to challenge him in that part? Not even challenge. I think it's more just... Uh, so different superstars deal with different eras. Mm-hmm. So Jordan is the first superstar probably of the 24-hour news cycle. And then Tiger Woods is the first superstar of the beginning of the internet era. And LeBron is for superstar of the social media era, and I feel like it's like LeBron fatigue. You go on there, he's on Instagram, he's on your Facebook, but he's on your television. I don't even feel, I don't even understand how it's LeBron fatigue when it's a situation where it's like, well, if you look, he if, never if, had if, any career mix-ups besides Delonte West banging his mom, which no, wasn't even on him. But the reality is, and, and this is true, ESPN does over-report on LeBron news, and I mean, I don't care. I think he's the greatest player of all time. But it is something you see in the complaints in the comment section. People get tired of people talking about LeBron. I mean, hey, guess what? Embrace greatness for what it is. I agree with you, but other people would disagree. I, no, I, look, I, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> the masses, I get, the masses look, I like, get it. LeBron, I, I don't, it is what it is. I fully get it. It makes it makes sense. Um, it, to me, it's just he's the greatest player. He's going to be the only player on this list to be who has a shot right now. He's the only or, active player on, on the list for me. So. That has the ability or has the uh, what? The slim chance to be all-time leading scorer. Yeah, and, he, and he'll also finish top 10 in assists. Which is scary. Yeah. Considering that passing is still, uh, is still in my opinion, his best stat. By far, it's his best skill. Yeah. I just don't understand. I don't understand a lot of this. It, it just seems like... We hate to hate for no reason when it comes to LeBron. I mean, people are adverse to change, and people have looked up to Jordan for a long time. And I'm just going to say, these are going to be the same people that you hear 10, 15 years from now when my boy Luka is considered the best player in the league and things like that. 10, 15 years from now. Yeah. 
What movie? How to Hit a Farm? Is it called? Mm-hmm. Lucas Twenty. It'll be thirty-five. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be 30 ten five. years from now. It'll you said be ten, fifteen. Yeah, ten to fifteen years from now. Fifteen, thirty-five <clears> is out of his prime. Yeah, ten. He's probably either in the middle or in depending on how his health is. Yeah, he's right there in the middle of his prime. Yeah. I kind of so feel ten. Like, so yeah. Say 10. So ten years. Yeah. Will it be the best part of the movie? Maybe. I guess we'll see. Yeah, because. There's no real debate about like Zion and things like that. I don't see Zion being anything better than a highly athletic Draymond Green. I don't. Honestly, I honestly don't know what to make of it. He doesn't have the ability to. For me, I I don't see that part of his game where he has the ability to take people off the dribble. In terms of pull up. Oh, pull up! No, but like he got a mean first step though. Yeah, of course. When you're built like that, like hey, guess what, football player. Very similar to, like, I, we were talking about this at one point. I still feel that one of the things about guys playing multiple sports growing up is that your body develops differently and you actually become better at the one sport that you actually dedicate yourself to. And both him and LeBron have a very similar thing out over there where people legitimately were trying to offer football scholarships, big time scholarships, knowing that he was going to get paid, paid. Yeah, but LeBron was literally like, what, uh, top. Top wide receiver in Ohio, which is crazy because that's Big Ten country. Yep. And he stopped playing because he broke his leg. No, nah, look, trust me, you preaching to the choir all over again. It's just look, <clears throat> LeBron James is the greatest player of all time, and the crazy thing is his career's not over. Uh, you got any honorable mentions? I think honorable mentions is the people that you put on the list of fifteen. I'll say Steph. I'll say Kawhi. I would say Kevin Garnett is on there. Um, I would say George Mikey just because of his impact. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to be good enough to stay on top uh, what power forwards of all time, but I'm not sure if he's going to be that guy that's going to make it in terms of top player or even... I think after a while, he's just going to become one of those um, guys that get left to the background outside of historians that like the game. I guess um, eventually... James Harden who stays healthy his numbers are just crazy yeah he's gonna be a top 10 scorer all time if he gets a ring like if he gets a ring he's solidified yeah that's I think that's gonna go him, without saying him and Russ him and Russ get a ring especially if they get a ring together they're, they're solidified yeah cause Russ already made your top 15 point guards of all time yeah which he's, he's, I didn't agree with but it is what it is uh I mean yeah I mean that that's it like I there's really no complaint there. I mean, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the greatest center. Yeah. He fundamentally changed the way how the league is. Um, we and, have free agency thanks to him. And also... One of the greatest collegiate players to ever play. And also, people don't mention this. Magic Johnson never won a ring without Kareem on the team. And that says a lot. Yeah. I mean, Kareem won one, though, without Magic. So Yeah, with Oscar Robinson. And that's yeah. the only ring Oscar Robinson won but then you also have to look at it this way you have to ask yourself like hey did Kareem ever win a ring without a top 15 player of all time on his team (laughs) it's just like you look at it and you kind of go like but that's my argument that's my argument where it's like there's always been a super team because yeah Kareem had Big O he left and then goes plays with Magic Johnson and James Worthy and Byron Scott and Michael Cooper and Bob McAdoo and uh, you know it's you go to Mike the, plays with Scotty and Horace Grant. Mike plays with Scotty and Dennis Rodman and Tony Kukoc and it's 
and all you're talking about Steve is Kerr. more and more great players that they play with that for some reason gets left out of these arguments. And yeah, you could say that, but I don't see Kyrie Irving making any top 15 list. I mean, Dwayne Wade is it, it's like great. This, I guess Kyrie's got a ring. Durant's got two rings. They got to get rings together. But I'm not even sure if you even count that as like, I still don't, I don't really see a format in which I can ever say that Kyrie is going to be a top all-time player in this caliber. It's like this. I don't think so either, but if him and Kevin Durant come together and win a ring in Brooklyn and bring a franchise, you're bringing a franchise for a championship, the first championship in New York City since the 70s. Since the Giants and the first basketball championship since the 70s. The impact of that is huge. Also, again, first of all, Danny so, Dimes is going to drop a. Danny Dimes is going to get a get a ring for the Giants before uh, Kyrie if, and KD. If, if that happens, if Daniel Jones gets a, gets a championship, I will wear a Giants jersey, and I am a fucking. You heard it fan. here first on the podcast. I will take a photo. Okay. I'll put it on your Instagram story. <laughs> if, Dave, if Daniel Jones wins the Daniel Super Bowl for the Giants, I will buy. I will. I will buy an authentic jersey. Not even. I will bust down two hundred some dollars. I will. Be, I will go out there. He's better than me. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I'm gonna just cover that little patch at the bottom. Ain't nobody gonna see nothing. May have a jacket on. <laughs> oh shit! We can't tell if it's a classic. Nah, it is. It's just a jacket. It's big. You know, the covers. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, but I mean, if because like, what well, for me again? It's just about impact and it's about also winning. At that point, you've won a ring with uh, LeBron. You've been to several championships. You've hooked up in another city with another great player. You two have won a championship together. If he gets another ring or two, which I don't think is gonna happen, I'm gonna look at him like, okay. Especially depending on how he does it. Again, like I said, being a team player. I don't think he's been a great team player, but if he, he took the backseat to LeBron and if he goes to Brooklyn and he takes another backseat or becomes a leader of a team and wins a championship with KD, I do look at him differently. But would you call, would you actually ever say that's Kyrie's team or KD's team? That's another discussion that I, think I wanted that to have that have, came up. I, I, we, don't, we won't know until they get on the court together. I think that might also have to do with how well they perform this season. Because if Kyrie's able to get them well, to the playoffs and let's say they come up short, let's say against... Milwaukee, Boston, or even um, well, here's, here's the other, Sixers. I agree with that to a certain point. The other point is how well KD plays when he comes back. It's both. So if they if they play really well, and let's say they get to Eastern Conference Final and they just lose to a better Bucks team or a better Sixers team or a better whatever, then it's like it feels like it's Kyrie's team, especially if if Durant comes back seventy five percent, right? Hump. But yeah. even if but no. But, but if but if they get bumped the first second round and then KD comes back, ninety percent of what he was is KD's team. You see, I I kind of feel like that's the only I'm way waiting. it's not considered Kyrie's team is if they don't perform well this year. Because my thing is is that KD is going to be seen as the guy that just helped them get over the hump. No different than he was the guy that quote unquote helped Golden State get over the hump, quote unquote. But me, if it like look, it, it, I think it plays out differently I, I, if Kyrie and him don't if they don't make the playoffs and then KD comes and everybody's like yeah that's a uh, that's KD's team because I mean, look how powerfully they played without me, him. I lean more to KD's health. If KD comes back ninety percent of what he was, it's like 
he's just a flat out better player than Kyrie. I get that he's a better player. There's never a question. He really can only play with what one or two players in the league in which they're he's not the best player. Where it's like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if he was a play Unless he's playing with LeBron or even Kawhi. Right. There's no other top player in the league that he you can put him with that you would legitimately say But again, we don't know what his health is gonna look like. They I mean, even regardless, great. even if he was one hundred percent healthy, oh well, yeah. You put LeBron and Durant on a team, everybody is looking like, yo, it's LeBron's team, Durant Kane. It's Kawhi and Durant, and they're both 100% healthy. Everybody's going to look at it. It's Kawhi's team, Kevin Durant, and joint. Right. There's, even with Steph, for as great as Steph was prior to that, when he joined the team, everybody still looked at it. It's still Steph's team. He came and he joined. Right. And guess what? Depending on how Kyrie does this year, because if Kyrie gets them to the playoffs and they don't have a quote-unquote super drop-off from where they were, I'm just saying get them to the playoffs and they play well, they're moving well together and everything else like that. Even if they don't get out of the first round, as long as they make it back to the playoffs and it's a competitive series and he comes back, he still comes back looking like the assassin that he was when he went to Golden State. Because now you're coming to a team that's in the playoffs. Now in Golden State's sense, they had won a championship. That's what I'm saying. That's what I think is different. It's not the same thing. I, I, I still say that he's just the guy that came in there to kind of get them over that hump, but Kyrie could get us to where we had to go. I, I don't. I, here's the thing. I I I don't. I just feel like KD comes back healthy as KD's team. I don't even care if Kyrie went to the Eastern Conference Finals as KD's team. Maybe that's just maybe that's just a difference in the way how we look at it. Because I still believe. Because I still I just believe feel like KD's that much better than him, and I also just don't even like. I feel like Kyrie did a lot of damage to his reputation about what happened in Boston. And I feel like eh, that's what people in the league say. The only thing I'll say to that is just the simple fact that Kyrie didn't ask to be traded to Boston. Okay, he put a list of things there, but according to the reports that I saw, the New York teams were the ones that were on his list. And then when he didn't have a tr- and fam, he wanted no fam, he wanted to play football. He wanted to listen. When you say I want to play for a team that can compete for a championship right now, the New York teams are not on your list. I heard I heard that the New York teams were there behind Boston. Because okay. that that's clearly been stated publicly. He wanted to be on a team to compete for a championship. So that means the Nets and the Knicks cannot be your top choice team. Hey, that when I was Boston. Listen, when he I was wasn't going to go to L.A. When I was listening to Stephen A. Smith, and I'm talking about his initial reports when he was talking Stephen about leaving a, 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 the of Cavs. Course, of course, Stephen A. Smith said that Kyrie was going to want to play in New York. Of course, Stephen A. Smith said that. Stephen A. Smith from Hollis, Queens. Stephen A. Smith was still a Knicks fan after all this dumb shit. Of course, Stephen A. Smith. You're right. Yeah, you did. I'm just saying that I don't believe what Stephen A. Smith is saying today. <laughs> First of all, I didn't need all that hostility right there. The hostility was for Stephen A. Smith. That was unnecessary. (laughs) I'll expect an email apology later on this week. Thank you. Uh, Times New Roman font 10, please. Okay. Stephen A. Smith, who still thought that Kyrie was going to go to the Knicks. But actually, all reports came out that once again, the Knicks fucked it up at the last hour. And it wasn't even that. And it wasn't even that situation. It was literally like they fucked it up in the last hour. I'm tired of this last hour. The Knicks fucked it up by having James Jones take the team, and the Knicks been fucked up ever since. 
as long as long as long as James Dolan owns that team, the Knicks go nowhere. I feel sorry for RJ Barrett. Oh. I hope he stays healthy and is able too. to go to another team. Steve Nash has got Steve Nash has got grandson. Oh, Godson Godson. deserves uh, a lot better. A lot better. I don't understand why he why he wanted to go to the Knicks. I I, I get it from a marketing standpoint. Well, it's like think, if you're any good I on the think, Knicks, I think he's very confident. I mean, he was great hire coming out of high school, going to college. Design was. I think he still feels like he's the better player. I think and that I feel it'll... like he and I feel like. Oh, and his father also uh, went to St. John's University too, so he has some certain ties there. Yeah. So I guess he feels like I'm gonna go to the Knicks. I'm gonna be great. We're gonna we're gonna be competitive. We're gonna win. But I just don't think he understands how bad the organization is, and he's young and he's hopeful. Hopefully he gets it. I just look at it as youthful, youthful naivete. Okay. Uh, Thank you. I'm going to take a break. I'll go a second. I'll be right back. Oh, take a break. Okay. Uh, we'll be right back with a second topic. Uh, what are we talking about? I don't even know. I thought we were about to wrap up the podcast. Oh, well, I mean, if you want to wrap up, we can wrap up. Yeah, I gotta go with some eat. All right, that's good. It's, it's definitely live from, but you know, just saying. Oh, we're uh, live right now. Oh, we're live right now. This How is it. Turn it back on. I never cut it off. Oh, <laughs> this guy. This guy with the trickeration. There was no trickeration. You see the screen? It's still doing the dialing. No, the screen went black, and then it came back on. Yeah. It was black and it turned back around and it's on. It was still on. I never cut it off. This guy. Anyway. So got, <laughs> I guess this wraps it up today. Um, this was our podcast about the greatest uh, NBA players of all time. With random stuff thrown in there, of course. Obviously. <laughs> uh, next week, I think we're going to start doing a breakdown of divisions leading into the NBA se- season. I thought we were going to do top 50 players in the league and then do breakdown of the divisions. I mean, we can do both. We can do both. We totally can do both. We can do 10 every week, 10 top, top 50. And we All right, so next week it's going to be our 50th through our... Uh, 40th or... Third, or 50th. 40th. Yeah, we'll do it by 10. Yeah, we're going 50th through the 40th uh, best players in the league. And then we'll also be breaking down one conference. Um, Let's start with the Southwest. Is that Mavericks? You really want to start with that division first? You don't want to start with the North? Northeast? North Atlantic? All right, okay. Then we're starting with the Southwest division out there over there where I get to talk for a long time about my man Luca. (laughs) (laughs) Be prepared, guys. It's going to be a long one. (laughs) He boy wonder. (laughs) And he don't need no Batman. He got it. I thought that he was Batman and Przingis was like Nightwing. Mm-mm. Nightwing, Nightwing went off and did his own thing. Luca can't have that. That's what Przingis did. He left New York. He left Gotham. Przingis left Gotham. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now he's Nightwing. So we're going to say that uh, we're going to say that Dallas is Belgrave? Like Bloodhaven? That, that's what we're going to that's what we're going to call it? Yeah. Uh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there is a nerdy side to me. You guys will find that out soon enough in the <laughs> Off the Rails podcast. <laughs> That'll be dropping next week too, guys. Until next week, uh, wrap up and be safe. <laughs>